WMNF Tampa 88.5 FM, Community Conscious Radio. That's right, you're tuned to WMNF Radio, your Community Conscious Radio. This is the first full week of K-12 schools is underway. Today, we focus on the state of education, including colleges and universities. From freedom schools to artificial intelligence, it is all on topic today. Also, a new political action committee to help candidates under 30 run for office. You are tuned to Community Speaks. I'm your host, Patron Mobili. You can also find my blog, Critical Times Radio, on Facebook. You can write me by email to dj at wmnf.org. Schools around the country are reopening for new academic year as more signs emerge of the COVID-19 pandemic's effects on children and families. Doctors expect COVID-19 cases to increase now that students are back in school. We could talk about that. There's so many educational stories I've been developing all morning to share with you. We've got to be going over them today and as the month goes on. But many students are not recovering academically as quickly as hoped or even consistently showing up for school. In meantime, Schools are facing dwindling government aid and endless controversy as they continue to be lightning rods for heated political debates. The future of vulnerable children hangs in the balance. This is Community Speaks. And, of course, we want to talk to you today. This is your time to chime in. But uh, many students are... uh, Schools are looking uh, to the future and the future of these uh, kids uh, as we deal with a whole bunch of different controversies. Uh, One of the controversies we were talking about last week in this uh, particular area, Pinellas and Hillsborough schools uh, districts have said no to the right-wing propaganda teaching materials from PragerU and though the state... Department of Education has approved these materials. Schools uh, have uh, the option to say no and uh, to pass off to pass on these uh, this uh, PragerU material. Uh, But private schools and the homeschooled have been consumers of PragerU materials. Uh, But as I said, Hillsborough and Pinellas County has said no. They opted out of using them as schools can do. Uh, but Dennis Prager, the, prep, the propagandist, he's not actually running any kind of university, but creates right-wing hate content to pass off as educational. And uh, as these private schools have been uh, using it and homeschooled, we're going to look at this, uh, the use of homeschooled, the number of children enrolled in these unapproved private schools, especially in places like Louisiana, has surged since the pandemic. And in exchange for not taking any public money, these underground schools are free to operate as they see fit with no regulation to ensure children are actually getting an education in most our home schools. But in some cases, families pay private school tuition 
expecting to get a solid education, only to find there's no guarantee their diploma will be accepted anywhere. And families describe desires to have a, uh, a more personalized education for their children or promote their religious values. But that brings me to a local attempt right now to respond to some of this controversy on how to teach black history to our K-12 through students. And uh, we'll talk about how some teachers have said that they would just ignore some of these most more horrendous racist standards. Uh, but in the meantime, there are some African-American students who have responded, and some churches have responded in Florida with freedom schools. And uh, because they said in the middle of all of this black history controversy and these lies, uh, they rather educate us. We we can educate ourselves. Florida has been in shambles since the state's Board of Education uh, released this new African American history curriculum for students in grades K through 12, revising slavery as something that benefited Black people. Uh, the curriculum is the latest effort from local Republican leaders like Florida, the the governor, Florida's governor, to undo the little bit of progress this nation has seen by attacking education in the most violent of ways instead of uh, crying in the dark, though many have decided to fight back. St. Petersburg, Florida's Association of African American Life and History, is announcing the launch of Freedom Schools. The concept of Freedom Schools, of course, dates back to the Civil Rights Movement, is named a nod to Mississippi's Freedom Summer when the Council of Federated Organizations the COFO, the Council of Federated Organizations, which included the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, or SNCC, the NAACP Congress of Racial Equality uh, Corps, and the Southern Christian Leadership Conference, SCLC, all banded together to educate masses about voting rights, racial terror, and what they can do to get involved politically. And during the summer of 1964, Mississippi tried to ban the opening of freedom schools crosses burned as a warning in 1964 of the state's 82 counties on a single night still leaders pressed on opening the schools anyways and so Jacqueline Hubbard is a member of the Association of African American Life and History St. Pete chapter said she uh, her remembrance of the importance of freedom schools back in the day is what prompted her to spearhead it amid Florida's ongoing educational crisis. Uh, she's quoted as saying she was really active in the Student Nonviolent Coordinated Committee when she was in college, and she remembers when she was part of the Freedom Summer, and she remembers the Freedom, uh, the, the freedom Schools, and she wrote an article for the Weekly Challenger, a black newspaper, saying, don't you think it's time we revisit the Freedom Schools, and don't our kids need to be taught their own history who can better teach it than those of us who are of the same group. The curriculum isn't, uh, Florida's curriculum is an abomination. It makes her very angry, and I can see why this has galvanized her to recreate this, uh, this history. But the association first got the idea to launch Freedom School in 2014, but it didn't materialize until the recent urgency here in Florida. Now the Freedom School has graduated its first class with 23 current students enrolled 
Uh, one student, 16-year-old Absenia, said her dad explained to her what the school was, and now that she's finished, she's uh, completed the school, she feels even she feels even better about going into her junior year with her newfound knowledge. Uh, so as a lot of people have all agreed, kids are missing out on a lot, uh, but you can learn African-American history in school, but by coming to Freedom School, you just learn so much more, and you could counter the miseducation and the lies that are purposely being propagated in schools uh, by these conservatives who are enforcing it, imposing it on people. Uh, but you have courageous teachers who are saying that they are just going to overlook the lies and not teach it. Uh, Florida's newly approved high school curriculum includes instructional how violence was perpetuated against and by African-Americans during some high-profile race-related massacres, including the 1920 Okoye Massacre. Uh, the massacre occurred when a black man trying to vote was attacked by a white mob. Uh, Calhoun, one of the teachers who said he he has a problem with teaching the state's newest standards, said that the state's new guide new the state's new guidelines, which suggest black people contributed to the bloodshed at the time, distorts the facts. Since African Americans were forced to defend themselves against an angry mob, uh, but. You can also talk back. I, I uh, got so many more stories I want to share with you, but I do want to give you an opportunity to chime in before I take a break uh, and come back to these subjects. But there are so many uh, educational issues I want to cover, including artificial intelligence, how that's going to be used as well in schools as we talk a, a lot about the issues around that. Uh, there is a program that's going to in, include that it, uh, artificial intelligence instructions, but at the same time, there are people who are concerned about using artificial intelligence for cheating, and so there needs to be a way to figure out how to stop cheating. You can also call. Irene is waiting to take your telephone calls for Community Speaks. Give us a call, 813-239-9663. I'm going to go to the telephone lines because my friend Ron is waiting to talk to me. Let's see what Ron has to say from Mango. Go ahead, Ron. You're on Community Speaks. Good evening, Mr. Bile. How you doing today? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I just called because uh, I heard you going over what I missed, failed to mention yesterday was disturbing me, and you laid it out exactly like it was said that, and I interpreted it the same way that the uh, curriculum was going to allow the teachers to teach that uh, African-Americans uh, under slavery uh when they were uh, attacked, it was either by by their own people and against their their own, mm-hmm. and that's what disturbed me because uh, the guy that I listened to yesterday on the news, I even recorded the clip saying that uh, he wasn't going to teach that because he said he used the example of Rosewood and said that in Rosewood uh, that the people had caused the massacre on themselves and attacked themselves, and I was like, no, nah, that's not how that story right. goes. Yeah, I mean, I saw the movie. I had a friend, Andrew Tolliver, that's in that movie, plays the preacher. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I saw him after that, too, at my son's graduation. But, yeah, that's not, that's a great misnomer. And to sit there and being brainwashed kids that, oh, y'all just was bad people, like they say, is, is reinforcing a negative stereotype as far as I'm concerned. 
Yeah, that's their agenda. That seems to be the agenda of the of the right wing right now is to redo the narratives with lies and uh, make themselves feel better, I guess. But, you know, it doesn't work for a lot of people. And there are a lot of people, black and white, who are not going along with this. Yeah, it don't work for me, but be because it's not truth. If it's not the truth, it don't matter. If it's the truth, the truth hurts anyway. But the thing of it, what, uh, and you hit on it, I think, a minute ago, inadvertently by saying uh, it, it's basically, I think, protected their kids so they don't have to think negative about the behavior of their uh, predecessors. Mm-hmm. Their predecessors were some very negative people, and everything they did regarding slavery was negative. I mean, uh, there are some positive things uh, that went on within slavery. I'm pretty sure there was, but they could not outweigh, outweigh the, the bad stuff. Right. And that, that's what everybody needs to be aware of, not so much that, oh, you know, your parents or predecessors committed this against us and blah, blah, blah. You should feel guilty. Nobody, the guilt is already there because we were innocent and victims if you was involved in slavery or brought into slavery. Teaching lies is going, only going to perpetuate this right. racism. They them think that their privilege is, is, is uh, something that they worked and earned when it was not. That's the, that's the biggest thing, the privilege mm. that they uh, assume or use or have. It, it, it was got by you got me. And I'll leave it like that because that's the way it should be taught, and that's the way it is. <laughs> Today you got people who get their things about you got me. That don't mean it's right, and that don't right. mean we shouldn't know about it. Right. Right. But Knowledge is power. <laughs> exactly. And keep exactly. us from repeating that history. Hey, thank yep. you, Ron. Okay, Mobile, you have a good one. Thank you for the show. All right, thank you for calling, and thank you for getting it started. Here this morning, you know, the National Council for History Education has released a statement condemning the state of Florida's new standards while supporting history teachers who may be too afraid to speak up. Uh, you can speak up by calling here, 813-239-9663, or you can write me, DJ, at WMF. Dot org and uh, one person has written it's embarrassing that Florida is utilizing Prager U in Florida schools now and that the rest of the USA is laughing at us it's shameful they're also tired of Moms for Liberty and the SPLC is right uh, that is a hate group that's the Southern Poverty Law Center you are tuned to Community Speaks here on WNF Radio, your community radio station, and we're taking your telephone calls as we talk about all of the educational issues that will be facing these students, K-12, through as well as colleges and universities. And we're going to go and see what someone who doesn't want us to know who they are, and I hope this is not a, a, if this is a teacher who is afraid to speak out, you can remain anonymous. So go ahead, caller, you're on Community Speaks. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, you just couldn't hear my name. Anyway, I hope that I have a clear connection. I was um, calling in because I think that right now there is a shift in the you know the power in politics and you know using um, parents. I don't want to say as a pawn in this political um, you know election or struggle, but how, um, you know, where to hit voters the hardest is their, their children, right? And yeah. 
I, um, my parents, um, chose to homeschool me and, um, you know, I'm, I'll be 40 this year, but the, um, I, uh, you know, I never went to school and, um, well, I can't say that. I never went to grade school, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I went to college, <laughs> I went to grade school and the, um, cause they didn't, um, I, you know, born in California and decided to go, they thought the system was too, um, how I would say these people feel today that it's a, um, uh, they're not teaching the truth. They're, right. This isn't the truth I, I would teach my child. So, yeah. um, they, they moved to another state and, um, you know, which there's only, there was only three of them at the time. I don't know if I want to give them because they might have changed their laws now, but I think it was like Ohio and Iowa and um, Oregon and Washington were, you know, had different states for homeschooling, uh, different requirements. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you could homeschool out there and you um, could um, be... You didn't have to test. You were um, not. You didn't have standardized testing. What the reason you you know you go to school is everyone is standardized testing. You know where your place is, and then you right. can be helped if you're struggling in math or English or right. or science or whatever. Then you can be helped in that area. It's not to punish those children that don't do good in English or something is to help them, right? I mean, right. I, to place them and give them help. Yeah. And so I, um, you know, I have a uh, disability. I'm legally blind and I, um, but I'm highly functioning. I'm, I'm because I was legal that way since birth. I, um, you know, they didn't, uh, they never wanted to go to doctors. I meet people today in Florida that say, I never go to doctors. I never go, I would never take my child to the doctor. I'm, I'm like, this is a mentality. This is a thinking, you know? Oh, man. And I see it. I say, okay, that was, you know, you know, and my parents would never say they were political. They would never admit a party. And I was like, you just never voted, you know, which isn't bravery. Not, you know, that's not suffrage. That's <laughs> so they're not even independents. They just didn't participate. Yeah. Like, you're not, it's you avoiding it. It's skirting it. You know, mm. you know pulling up um, a chair and sitting on a facing, um, you know, okay, you have ideology. Yes, you're afraid of global warming, but it's... Um, you know, maybe you wish you had, maybe you did later, but you know, it's a, um, maybe you had your reckonings, but we all, you know, I always say awareness comes in waves and you know, it come in one moment and you don't stay at that moment. It comes right. and goes. <laughs> yeah, that's a, yeah, I think about it. And there's no one state of awareness and, um, you try and stay there. But so how do you feel about what, uh, Organizations, uh, conservatives, and, and outfits like PragerU are doing to homeschoolers. I feel that, well, if you want to call that homeschooling, I would call it institutionalized homeschooling. Um, you know, and that is 
indoctrination. That is a kind of indoctrination. B, I, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I, I am ungrateful for my childhood. I had a bad experience. I just saying that we traveled and said they, I didn't cover every subject thoroughly, but I covered life. I traveled. I went to other countries. I saw mm -hmm. and made my mind up by going and seeing the territory instead of the map. And the best books are going to teach you is a map of the territory. Now, which version of the map do you want to give a child of the territory they're going to go explore in their life, which is the real world? And, I mean, this has to be a, as wide a cross-section as the real thing. You know, with, okay, you don't have limitations. You start, you don't introduce porn. You don't understand, you don't introduce bad things. But what is evil? At some point, all the mythology is about what happens when you don't introduce evil to a child and you keep it away. When, what, you know, the story of Buddha is the boy who was kept in the castle away from evil, same thing. Um, mm. You have to introduce it slowly, you have to do it the right way. I mean, this is uh, why we, this is a huge, this is, this is a bottomless, this is a huge rabbit hole. But the, um, I think we, I think, I believe in a program where um, children from one place different cities, different countries would um, have exchanges, would have different cultural um, chances to uh, live in youth hostels or be in, um, you know, like sister cities, you know, mm -hmm. and have programs so that, you know, they, they started, you know, studying abroad in college, but I just believe in that all the way down practically. Uh, um, it's, I don't know how I would have, um, light the fire, don't fill the bucket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's an interesting line. Thank you for your call. Uh, we're going to see if we can get one more call in before Bray Rubin from Sefner is joining us here on Community Speaks. Rubin, you say what? Uh, how you doing today, brother? Pretty good. Um, I just wanted to share a little bit my view and my perspective. Um, I'm a, a product of Hillsborough County Schools. I grew up here, and I graduated from King High School in 1976. So the majority of my education was the start of desegregation in, in Hillsborough County Public Schools, which I, I think I've, I know I've benefited from. I have three older brothers. Two, one went to Hillsborough and two went to King, and they're quite a bit older than me and schools were still segregated then. So since I graduated and have gone through life, I've seen this deterioration of what people worked very hard for in the 40s, 50s, and 60s. And as much as I'm absolutely, totally disgusted by where we're at today, in a way I'm kind of thankful because it's so out in the open and it's so prevalent that a lot of different individuals and institutions and organizations are rising up. They're going to work together to beat this attack on democracy mm -hmm. back. So on one hand, I'm very angry and disgusted with it. But on the other hand, I'm kind of glad that it's, it's here. So 
now people will, will get off their asses and do something. And wake up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than cry in the closet, like you said. Yeah. So I think um, um, true churches and true religious people of all denominations, I think labor unions, I think a lot of organizations are going to have an opportunity to weigh in and build back to where um, things were getting better when I was a kid. So I thank you for what you do. Um, I'm a, an, a, a sponsor. I love this radio station. And I'm looking forward to getting in the fray and fighting to, to take back what we deserve. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for your call. And welcome to the fight, Ruben. All right, buddy. Bye now. Yeah, we're going to take a little bit of a break here, and uh, we'll be right back to talk about uh, some probably some good news in politics. Uh, so keep it tuned right here to Community Speaks. I'm your host, Patro Mabili, and taking your telephone calls and your emails. Keep it tuned right here, WMF Radio 88.5 FM. Now that's a big RV. But when's the last time you used it? Just imagine all the room you'll gain when you move that motorhome, RV, or other vehicle getting in the way. WMNF accepts cars, trucks, RVs, and more as a form of support. Plus, donating is easy and the pickup is free. Go to WMNFcar.org for more. Join me late Sunday, early Monday for Body Rock with Mike B., on WMNF 88.5 Tampa. The heavy metal disco train leaves the station at midnight for a three-hour dark journey into the sonic underworld of alternative music. Body Rock with Mike B. Sunday, midnight, WMNF 88.5. Right now, you are tuned to The Community Speaks public affairs program here on WMNF Radio, your community radio station, taking your telephone calls. My name is Patro Mobili, talking about education as the kids are returning back to schools and colleges and universities are welcoming the, uh, students back to schools. Uh, there's a lot of issues on the, on the table. A lot of controversy going on. Uh, but one of the issues in politics Beyond the educational issues, the politics of education right now that is going on is that there was a, a congressional district that the governor uh, was instrumental in uh, disappearing through gerrymandering. And uh, so that's going to be up for discussion in court this week as the the people who are engaging in that uh, argument in court are going to be looks like there's a pathway to try to restore that majority black district, uh, what they call a black performing congressional district for next year. There's a path emerging for this North Florida district. Uh, there's a joint stipulation agreement was reached on Friday in the legal challenge against what plaintiffs called unconstitutional congressional maps and black voters matter capacity building institute versus bird, which is the seated, uh, congressman who won that seat after the gerrymandering. 
And this is focusing on the former 5th Congressional District that ran from Tallahassee area to downtown Jacksonville. Uh, the, the Democrat, Al Lawson, had the seat, uh, but the black vote caused when District 5, formerly represented by Al Lawson, was cracked when this gerrymandered district was, it broke up the district and voters placed in the district that conformed to regional lines but did not permit black representation that was in place, particularly in the Jacksonville area since the 1992 election. And the governor vetoed the legislature's maps that maintained a black access district, telling them to pass something that would get my signature. Uh, So they're going to be in courts. They're putting in um, the petition is underway right now. The circuit court of the second judicial circuit in Leon County, Florida, where black voters matter capacity building institute incorporated is the plaintiff versus Cord Bird in his official capacity as the Florida secretary of state is going to be the defendant. And, uh, Parties submitted this joint stipulation to narrow the issue before the court and ensure a timely resolution of the dispute concerning Florida's congressional map. But this is a governor who has who has gone done away with two prosecutors who are of the opposite party, and uh, he's just suspended a uh, state attorney Monique Worrell from office in the Orlando or Orange Osceola state attorney. Area uh, Monique Morell from that area, uh, and uh, previously Hillsborough County lost its uh, prosecutor because the governor didn't like some of his words. So they don't have free speech, and he will suspend you. Uh, so Maxwell Frost, who is in the House of Representatives, he is calling for Congress to investigate Governor DeSantis's suspension. Of Monique Worrell. Uh, he's uh, led a letter to House Oversight Chairman James Comer accusing Florida's governor of abusing his power for political gain in removing Monique Worrell from offices. Under, under its current administration, Florida's executive and legislative branches of government have engaged in a relentless assault on the fundamental rights and freedoms of Floridians, this letter reads, and the Florida governor has continued to force through this repressive agenda by extreme and lawless means and has taken further acts of political intimidation tactics against elected officials. And since our initial correspondence, the situation in Florida has continued to escalate. So we're going to see how the oversight committee responds to that, whether or not there will be an investigation of the Florida governor and the way he has handled that. Meanwhile, uh, the Maxwell Frost, has also teamed up with David Hogg to launch a super PAC supporting young progressives who are interested in running for uh, running for office. March for Our Lives activist David Hogg, he knows the value of bringing a a young voice to politics. And uh, this is how we've got uh, Maxwell Frost in office. He's one of the youngest members of Congress right now. Uh, so the two Florida political voices just launched Leaders We Deserve, a grassroots effort to attract more millennial and Generation Z progressives to run for Congress. And uh, the organization, through a political action committee and super PAC, plans to recruit and support candidates under age 30 to run for state legislatures 
and candidates under age 35 to run for Congress. And the plan for now would be to focus on a few key states like Florida, Texas, and Georgia, uh, now red states, but where long-term trends show the potential for Democratic gains and on deep blue districts without incumbents, leaders we deserve intends to back 15 to 30 diverse candidates for legislatures this cycle as well as one or two congressional candidates. So we'll be looking out for more of that. And right now, you're tuned to Community Speaks here on WNF Radio 88.5 FM. I'm your host, Patro Mabili. So those are just some political uh, developments that I wanted to share with you and to see if we can talk more about that. But we're also focusing on education. And right now, I wanted to turn attention a little bit to artificial intelligence. College professors say that ChatGPT and other AI chatbots have become the go-to resource for cheating in higher education. And that has prompted professors around the country to revise how they'll teach courses this fall, ranging from writing 101 to computer science in an effort to embrace the technology's strengths and also to ChatGPT proof their test questions and assignments. So, you know, ChatGPT doesn't have the ability to reason, so you should be able to uh, figure out whether or not they're using ChatGPT and whether or not they're cheating. Uh, but... Uh, in the meantime, there are some attempts right now to bring ChatGBT. Uh, University of Florida AI instruction rolling is rolling out AI instructions to more public schools. Thousands of high school students throughout Florida will have access to a curriculum covering artificial intelligence this year. In the University of Florida, partnership with public schools aims to equip Florida youth with essential skills needed in emerging AI-enabled workforce. The UF-designed AI educational program was piloted last year in three school districts. University of Florida is expanding the program to 12 districts beginning this month. The coursework called AI Foundations will be delivered through the state's career and technical education programs. And uh, they've been holding out this uh, supportive pipeline for AI and data science in the state of Florida with the ultimate goal of infusing AI throughout the state's public school curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade. Uh, an instructional and an associate professor at UF's uh, Herbert Warrentheim College of Engineering and is one of the program architects has uh, announced this pilot program. They said it was successful in Broward, Orange, and Osceola counties expanding this year to Hillsborough, Miami-Dade, Palm Beach, Pasco, Pinellas, Putnam, Seminole, and Volusia counties. And the curriculum framework includes four courses, Artificial Intelligence in the World, Applications of Artificial Intelligence, Procedural Programming, and Foundations of Machine Learning. The complexity increases with each course according to the uh, uh, architect of the program. The first course, Artificial Intelligence in the World, helps students identify AI around them and how it works. In the second course, students begin to look at how AI is applied in different fields to solve problems. They also begin to learn to create their own AI systems to address issues that they're passionate about. And so in the next two courses, dive deeper into the content, teaching students how to build some of the AI applications they have become familiar with and to use those skills to land an entry-level job 
or continue their education. And they, uh, most students who participated in the pilot program were freshmen, though some sophomores and juniors also participated, all entered the program without programming experience. Uh, by the end of the first year of the coursework, the uh, 20 of the students received Microsoft AI certification, uh, specialization normally held by engineering and computer science students and professionals. Uh, Florida is way ahead of the curve in how the state is formalizing its AI education according to the, uh, to the architect of the program, but it must be done correctly to prevent spreading misinformation. And so teachers are gaining a clear understanding of the technology before they pass it on to their students so that they can arm them with the skills necessary to thrive in an ever-evolving world. Will this make Florida students more competitive? We want to hear from you about AI and the University of Florida's AI instruction, rolling it out to public schools this year. And so all of that on top of the misinformation that has been carried, that is already being carried out through the misinformation of history, the teaching of history, especially black history, and what that is all about. You have been writing me about that. One of one of our emailers has written that a long time ago. They attended a high school, and they remember there was a social studies teacher who leaned more toward liberal perspective and another one who leaned toward a conservative perspective. And uh, this emailer said that he valued both educational experiences. And then students, uh, school students might have a variety of social studies and history teachers, which is true. And if students were to experience different teachers with different political perspectives, this emailer wants to know if that, if that is acceptable. Well, if, you know, really can't do anything about uh, a teacher's uh, leanings, political leanings, but it's about truth. It's about what that teacher is allowed to teach and what is going to be considered uh, truth and what books are being burned and uh, what is not being uh, given out as instructions and whether or not they're lying to students is what the real issue is, which is why it has prompted many people to go back to the freedom schools. And some people have turned to homeschooling, uh, but whether a teacher, whichever way a teacher leans, a teacher can be cross-examined. I mean, you can ask questions. And when you have laws coming out of a state that determines what you can even say, what even pronouns you can use, how whether or not you can even use a, a student's nickname is what we're wasting a lot of our time on when we have to give people an educational opportunities. And uh, that's what they're in school for, to get educated, not to be miseducated. And we seem to have politicians who want purposely miseducate people so it's forcing people not only out of the schools but out of the state uh, and that is not acceptable 813-239-9663 is the number to call this is Community Speaks uh, introduced a couple of topics we know that there are a lot of kids who are kids are starting school this is the first full week of schools and there are a lot of laws that they're facing the teachers are facing librarians are facing and we're just wondering what is uh what makes sense anymore the a lot of these laws have been struck down in a lot of ways by the courts and it has left a lot of confusion 
in this state. And it's confusion that is growing around this country because schools have been politicized by the right in this country. Uh, there are a lot of emails coming in. You can write me, dj at wmnf.org. Uh, there's a, one email who's written, got to get more support to keep the Bradenton Library open. They want to close it. Uh, most of the time, homeschooling is done for children with disabilities, but this totally, uh, with their social skills, which is the most important thing anybody has, if you're disabled, you have better find your group and help with that at a young age is a good idea, but not having exposure to the rest of the world is a bad idea, and I could not agree more. However, bringing whole groups of people into that group because you want your children to be like you always backfires. Children are the best way of figuring out uh, uh, why their parents are so neurotic, whatever that particular version is. Thousands of high school students throughout Florida with AI is the governor's pushback against the fact that he is destroying the university with his anti-woke agenda. Uh, this emailer goes on to say he thinks that he ran into a black biology professor from New College last Thursday at a bar. He was at a birthday party. Uh, he really struck me like he had been placed there. And it's possible because New College is, is completely changed orthodoxy on purpose. Uh, this was a, a pretty... Uh, forward-thinking progressive college now is purposely gone right-wing. It was a purposeful attack on that college. And if you are a student there, you you did protest, you you rose up. Uh, but, of course, they continue, the right-wing continue with his agenda on new college. Um, I can go on to read more of this email. I want to hear more from you, 813-239-9663, if you want to call and chime in on any of the conversations here. We're talking mostly about education uh, but we were talking earlier about how the University of Florida is going to roll out a, a AI program, but colleges also are concerned about cheating through use of AI. As I said earlier, in ChatGPT and other artificial intelligence chatbots have become the go-to source for cheating in college. And our educators are rethinking how they'll teach courses this fall from writing and uh, to computer science and uh when philosophy professor Darren, one philosophy professor came across another case of cheating in his classroom at a university, he posted an update to his followers on social media. He talking about how he caught use uh, a student using the second chat. He caught two students using chat GBT plagiarist. So that's a that's an issue that's going forward. We're in 2023, and we're going to see more of these types of issues facing our universities and our K through 12 schools. Educators are now rethinking how to teach courses this fall. Uh, but some instructions, instructions, that means a return to paper exams after years of digital only tests. Some professors will be requiring students to show editing history and drafts to prove their thought process. Other instructors are less concerned. Some students have always found ways to cheat, uh, but this is just the latest option. An explosion of AI-generated chatbots, including ChatGBT, which launched in November, has raised new questions for academics dedicated to making sure that students not only can get the right answers, but also understand how to do the work. Educators say there's agreement, at least, on some of the most pressing challenges. Uh, 
AI detectors, are they reliable? And I just want to hear from more educators about that. Uh, some say that AI detectors are not yet reliable. Uh, this, some uh, have was part of a team at some universities that have been testing the popular plagiarism detection services and they found it to be incredibly inaccurate. It worked best at confirming human work. I'm just thinking now that this could be used to even increase miseducation in other uh, subjects, especially when it comes to history. But when students get falsely accused of using artificial intelligence platforms to cheat, and some educators think absolutely. In one case, a Texas A&M professor wrongly accused an entire class of using ChatGPT on final exams. Most of the class was subsequently exonerated. So that's an interesting development. How can educators be certain if a student has used AI-powered chatbot dishonestly is nearly impossible unless a student confesses, as both of uh, as the students who were caught the, earlier. They, unlike old-school plagiarism where text matches the source, it is lifted from AI-generated text as unique each time. Uh, this is going to be an interesting development. We're going to talk more about technological developments that we're living with right now, but as we talk about education and, and uh, the problems with education as school years starting and as universities and colleges are starting back up, we're looking at all of the different elements to education and the controversies surrounding education that students are facing. We have about nine minutes left here on Community Speaks. I want to hear more from you. 813-239-9663 is the number to call if you want to talk about some of the controversies and problems in education this year students are facing, or you want to talk about AI, the artificial intelligence, and some of the technological issues that students are going to be facing, or some of the politics that has gone on in this state and what people are doing to reverse the trends in this state, the conservative trend in education and in politics, which is one and the same in a lot of ways. 813-239-9663 is the number to call. If you want to join me here on Community Speaks, Irene is waiting to take your telephone call. I'm glad to hear that you've been thinking, based on some of these emails, you've been thinking hard about a lot of these issues. So I want to hear from you. And uh, as I said, the questions that students are facing, plus all of the other issues that students are, you know, we're dealing again, doctors expect that a surge in COVID-19 we're going to face students as they are heading back to school and I'm worried about that a little bit hundreds of thousands of students across Tampa Bay are now back in the classroom and so we have to think about the rising COVID cases uh, there's no question there's going to be a spike according to the chief medical officer for Advent Health here in Tampa uh, they've been tracking a new COVID-19 Omicron subvariant called EG5 the CDC reports it's making at least 17.3% of new infections. Uh, that shouldn't rise any higher than that. It's, we're going to be really facing a terrible situation, but doctors aren't saying this newest mutation caused more severe symptoms. It's not really more severe, but it doesn't have to be, if you, especially if you've already gone through it. And a lot of kids between 5 and 12 years old have not been vaccinated. A lot of parents are not comfortable uh, vaccinating them right now. So as they're going back to school, doctors are worried. Uh, they're 
they aren't seeing this newest mutation cause more severe symptoms, but they are seeing cases rise here in the Tampa Bay areas this summer. This summer, it's been pretty hot. So if you got extreme heat or extreme cold, you're going to be forced back inside. And uh, that's where cases can rise up again. Uh, so I'm, I'm worried about all of these issues as students are going back to school, heading back to school, amid all of these controversies, amid the technological uh, changes, and amid COVID-19. Uh, I believe, doctors believe that the spike this summer isn't being caused by any particular mutation, but rather human activity. So as we, we have to remind us that COVID-19 is still severely affecting uh, most children, but doctors believe it is likely they could bring the virus home to their families. Uh, so let's go back to the telephone lines. There's a couple of you who are calling. I want to get to as many calls as I possibly can in the last six minutes of this show. Uh, this is Community Speaks. Let me go see what Jarvis has to say. Go ahead, Jarvis. You're on Community Speaks. Hey, um, good morning. morning. Uh, afternoon. I just want yes. to know if you could maybe, if you could maybe explain to, to the listening audience out here if a person, has, if, a, if a civilian, a person out here has a has a felony on his record, mm-hmm. he can barely get a job. But a person like the ex president has all these indictments, and he can still run. Just, I just wanted to know what how what's what's the difference between the two? Yeah. Well, I mean, and I'm just going to hang up, man. I, I'm just I'm going to hang up. I'll talk to you guys Sunday. Okay, thank you, Jarvis. Uh, you know, that's just politics. You know, he's. There's a lot of stories that we I like to share with you about that, but you know there's a, a a huge case being made against him in Georgia because of his election fraud. Uh, we'll see how all of that plans out, but you know that's just his base who is making uh, it possible for him to run. The the base is is keeping him pushed up in the polls, but if he gets nominated, he might be running his campaign from a jail cell, and so. You know, that's just going to be interesting to see how that all works out. Uh, but I still don't think, in a general, he can win. We're going to see what Anonymous has. Anonymous has the question of the year. What is woke? Go ahead, Anonymous. You say what? Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just this dumb old northerner, you know. But I'm, I just can't figure out what woke is, yeah. you know. Explain it. You can't. It's, it means it's aware. You are an aware person. And like I said, if you can, these conservatives can continue to use that as a way of of uh, sending a dog whistle, a racist dog whistle. But that's, uh, that's what is the purpose of them continuing to utter that word is all about. It really, they they can't define it because if they use the dictionary's definition of what woke is, and you're going to find a person who's politically aware, who's aware of the issues around them. Woke is, you know, you you woke up in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's... That's part of it. But... What's what's the opposite of woke is the question. Oh. You know, but this this ringmaster that's you know, in the center of this state, you know, they bring Master DeSantis, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Orchestrating the dumbing down. Boy, I'll tell you what, 
of the state. Talk about two persons in one, dumb and dumber. <laughs> yeah. Hey. A little bit of the dumbest. <laughs> yeah. I would say because, you know, given the fact that people are, you know, feel like they have to go to freedom schools to get away from this doming down is... I mean, God, clear. history is history. Right. You know, yeah. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to have to let, let it go. Sorry, man. Thank you for your call. You know, we've been celebrating hip-hop's 50th anniversary. You know, even the theme song for this show is the internationalization of hip-hop. This song, Waving Flag, has been used in sports events and uh, is now the title, the, the theme song for this show. Here is the full show, the song, the internationalization of hip-hop and as we say happy birthday to hip-hop but also we want the kids to know that they have they have an advocate in education and uh we're not going to continue to support the falling backwards and the dumbing down um uh, as one emailer has written the pitfalls of chat bgt we're going to talk more about that so keep it tuned we have a lot to discuss this uh, as the school year gets underway. So keep it tuned right here to WMNF Radio. We're going to get back to the music. Looks like Randy Wynn is going to be getting us back to the music next hour. So keep it tuned. This has been Community Speaks here on WMNF Tampa. I heard them 